1: And streaming live all across America. This is Home Talk USA with Michael King, where we will discuss topics pertaining to your home with industry leading experts. Michael King is a licensed general contractor with more than 30 years of experience in home improvements and the author of Contracting with the King. Join us this hour for our segment, Invent America, with your co-host, the inventor lady, Rita Crompton. Discover what's next in the home improvement industry and explore new products and innovations. Or if you have that next great big idea, learn what it takes to bring your invention to the world as Michael King and Rita Crompton talk to America's inventors and innovators. Remember, the America of tomorrow is being invented today. To visit us at hometalkusa.com. One of the best resources for home improvement information around today. Your best life begins with your best home. And there's no place like Home Talk. That's HomeTalkUSA.com. And now we proudly present Invent America from the number one home improvement radio program in the country, Home Talk USA, with your host, the Cajun Contractor Michael King, and his co-host, the Inventor Lady, Rita Crompton.
2: Welcome, all of you. That's right. I am the Cajun Man from the Bayou Land, the originator, not to duplicate it, please. Don't accept no substitutions, along with my sidekick and co-host, the inventor lady herself, Miss Rita Crompton. We want to welcome all of you to our radio program. This is uh, an edition of Home Talk USA radio program. So, uh, all right, Rita, how you doing? Hello. I am doing just fine enjoying all
0: this summer weather
2: wow you're just getting back behind uh, in the studio and i think you uh for mother's day last week you took a little hiatus did not you
0: i did i went out to utah to see my oldest daughter and she flew my mother in as my mother's day gift
2: oh that is amazing marita that's a that's a great great story but uh hey a lot going on here uh i know you want to talk about what you call in the beginning as we I know, right? <laughs> and uh that could be anything, but uh as it pertains to you know, I'm listening to this show right now and I'm saying, "Wow, do I have a great idea? Uh or I have an idea why I want to make a, another product better than what it is, but I simply don't know what to do." But we got a great show here, so but We're going to call it In the Beginning, Rita. So uh, let's talk about our show and what you mean, In the Beginning.
0: Well, I get inventors that call me on a regular basis who say, I've just got an idea. And so we always kind of backtrack a little bit and say, you know, in the beginning you've got your wow moment, but then what? What are your beginning steps? And I learned a long time ago that if I could help inventors make better decisions early, They saved more money, and they had a better chance of getting to market successfully. So every once in a while, it's important for us to kind of go back to the beginning and take a look at some of those early steps, and that's what we're going to do today.
2: Now, um, okay, so let's talk about some of our guests you're going to have today and uh, how it pertains to uh, evidently all three of of these companies. Uh, well, obviously, you're going to have Jonathan David later on at the at the end of the hour. That's our registered patent attorney. He's going to talk about the patents, which is so important. So, But walk us through the steps, and how does our guest today uh, pertain to in the beginning?
0: Well, the first thing somebody, you know, they've, they've got their aha moment, and then a lot of times they will start looking around and, and Googling stuff, which is good. I want people to find out as much as they can. But one of the other important piece that a lot of inventors don't know is time is your enemy here. So, you know, you've got to learn fast, and you've got to make good decisions. Because somebody else is already figuring out how to solve that problem. They've done statistics on, you know, I don't know, it's like a pulse that goes through the universe when people are starting to solve a problem. And so a lot of people will file at a very similar time. And so time is an enemy here, but jumping the gun too soon can be the enemy as well. So what we look at are what are the first steps that an inventor should do. You know, build your own version of a prototype out of Legos, duct tape, cardboard. I don't care. Get it out of your head into something that is three-dimensional. Look around as much as you can, but, you know, don't spend, you know, I don't mean to stumble here. I had some doctors that said, oh, we can do our own search. We're really good at it. (laughs) They spent an hour on the USPTO website and said, shoot me now and tell me how much it's going to cost to have a good search done. So everybody's got their own threshold of pain, but I'll get people who will spend weeks searching. And that is, you know, we had one lady that she said, someone else filed a provisional patent application on exactly what I was doing two days before I did. So. Again, time is not your friend here, and sometimes your pain th- threshold is is not your friend either. So the first money that gets spent is on a good, comprehensive, independent search, kind of a conflict of interest for the attorney to do the search because they would rather write the patent. Yeah. And Jonathan is, is one of those guys that says, no, no, you bring me the search from SearchQuest. Let me take a look at it then. When the inventor has the search done and they look at it first, they get to frame the conversation.
1: That so sense. it's
0: really important. Yeah, it's really important sense. that, yeah, that they have the conversation. The attorney is a service provider. They're not the partner. And, you know, they're not in control, and they're not the business entity. The inventor is. So it's really important that they have the right mindset before they start talking. And that's what we help them do. Um, we learned a long time ago. And so all they have to do is call me and say, you know, all right, in the beginning, what do I do now? And we walk them through those processes. And the other thing is I've got attorneys that I contract with and work with on a regular basis. So they know my my train of thought. They know why we yeah. do things the way we do. They know we're going, you know, most of the time towards licensing. And they're really good now at working, you know, with the inventors as their legal counsel um, to get it done right.
2: Well, I want to do this. I, I, I want to run this by you right now. Let me get right. off uh Uh, off this for a second because this is important and i'm just thinking about it now i'd like to do a a a future show because when on this topic um china not china the advantages of china the disadvantages of china because at the end of the day i would like to educate my audience because but i need to tell you this now I'm anti-China myself, okay? I've been talking about this for 20 years, that the intellectual property is going to get stolen. But the point is, let's arrange a show in the future where we play devil's advocate. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, input my per Let's do it both ways, because I think that the new inventor that's thinking about manufacturing in China needs to step back and say, well, if you do this, this possibly can happen to you. Does that make sense, what I'm trying yeah. to say here?
0: It it does, and there are times when it's not an option. That's you right. either do or you don't. That's the point. You know, we That's had... Right. Th- Some guys that did, you know, a a new type of toilet, and they went to China to manufacture it. It's like, what part of all porcelain comes from Mexico did you miss?
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: So their product was so expensive because they were sending it, you know, they were moving materials around, so they could have just had it manufactured in Mexico and saved some money. But we had an inventor on, um, you know, years ago that I, I worked with, and she really wanted to have it made in America. Yeah. But the product, once it was made here, was going to be $175. When yeah. we went to China, it was $6.75 delivered, packaged, and on a pallet. Yeah. And they but- were shipping the aluminum from the U.S.
2: to make yeah. it. Can you put that in your mental uh, computer and let's talk about that? I think that would be a great show. Already I really did. would.
0: I yeah. did. I already have it there. I added it while we were talking, and we will get that lined up for June.
2: Yeah, I was. I do that a lot. When I'm thinking about something, I said, you know what? This is what I need to do. And uh, Well, hey, we got to take a short break because you know what we have to do right now, reader. right? we got to pay some bills. Here. We
0: got to pay some bills.
2: All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a short break. I am the Cajun contractor, Michael King, alone with my co host, the inventor lady herself, Rhea Crompton. Stay with us right here on the Home Improvement Broadcasting Network, streaming live on the Genesis Communication Radio Network at GCNLive.com. I'll be back. Me and Rita will be back.
1: Don't go nowhere. with Michael King. Do you have questions about your next home improvement project or home repairs? Now you can chat with verified home repair and home improvement experts in just minutes. Get the help you need by visiting HomeTalkUSA.com. One of the best resources for home improvement information around today. Your best life begins with your best home, and there's no place like Home Talk. That's HomeTalkUSA.com. And now, back to Invent America, from the number one home improvement radio program in the country, Home Talk USA, with your host, the Cajun contractor, Michael King, and his co-host, the inventor lady, Rita Crompton.
2: All right, welcome back. Don't forget, we're streaming live on the World Wide Web, again, at hometalkusa.com. All right, uh, Rita, uh, wow, a lot going on. Um, Who's our next guest?
0: Our next guest is Randy Butler, and she is from the lovely state of Florida. And has she's in the very early stages, so there's no website yet. Um, just getting started, but she's learned some valuable lessons. And since our topic today is in the beginning, um, our guests today are in the beginning. So, Randy, thank you so much for being with us today. Your invention is dish rack, dish rack with dynamic airflow. Fill us in. What is that? Okay, so um, my invention is a
3: standard, to, stand, like a standard countertop dish drying rack that you know that we buy at, at the store. However, mine has a built-in fans to reduce the air drying time uh, when you're drying the dishes. Naturally, I, it also helps keep the dish rack sanitary as well.
0: So it's really just as simple as that. Yes. Yeah yeah I mean we send dishes out all the time in Iraq, and it takes you know sometimes forever for them to dry. It seems like so it that it makes sense to me. It's like, wow, why didn't somebody come with with that a long time ago? Um, so you're currently patent pending and you're working on then developing the prototype. How long have you been working on this? Take us kind of back through some of your early steps and what happened okay um.
3: So I guess I I came up with the idea about a year and a half ago and was really stumbling over it. Like, I have so many of the ideas that I have, you know, that I've had in the past. And um, I was telling my husband about it, and he said, that's really a good idea. I think, you know, you should patent it. And I, never having patented anything before, um, you know, I decided, let me look out, let me look for a patent attorney. So I found one. And um, that it's kind of snowballed from there. Um, and, you know, from the time I, I had it with the attorney, I would say it, it took about a good eight months. Um, but now, you know, I, I do have a U.S. pending patent, um, provisional patent. And uh, I'm trying to come up with a prototype uh, so I can move forward and, you know, finally get a official U.S. patent.
0: Yeah. The, one of the things that, that we have noticed over the years is that having a good, independent, comprehensive search done first helps you then frame the conversation with the attorney so that, one, you understand what's out there, which is really important. And most inventors don't understand that a good search has got to be an international search, not just the USPTO.
3: Absolutely. And I, and I kind of learned that the hard way. Um, because I, I did that, and you know, as you know, things came up. So I agree with that. If, you know, uh, going back in time, I would have, I would have done that um, uh, because I had to end up investing in two searches. So um, definitely, for my next idea, I would, I would definitely just go the international route um,
0: instead. So, And, you know, the search that you had done eventually, all right, it was the USPTO search, the comprehensive search, the international search, and a product search. And what you found what came back was a different patent that had been written in the United States. But we get people that say, well, you know, this one from Finland is exactly what I was working on. So the international part of that search is critical because it's still considered prior art for a U.S. filing. Absolutely.
3: I mean, it, it was my surprise when we did the international search that we really didn't come up with anything major internationally but something right here in the U.S. Um, but fortunately, it, it looks like it's different enough where, you know, I'll still be able to patent my, um, my product.
0: Yeah, um, it gave you some serious indigestion until you had a chance to then show it to the attorney and say, "Wait, what about this?" And then they were able to say, "Oh no, we're okay, we're good on this." Um, but may have made some differences. Certainly, you know, we get I get inventors all the time and say, "Best five hundred dollars I ever spent was on that search because it told me not to go there."
3: I would I would do it every time because you know I I, I just when that happened I thought, "Oh great, I just wasted." A- a year and a half, you know, focusing on this when I could have moved on to something else. Unfortunately, it looks like it will work out for me, but definitely the international patent search is is, is definitely the way to go.
0: So, what's your, your, you said your next step was working on a prototype. Um, what's your ultimate goal then with this?
3: So, my ultimate goal is what I thought I could do is once I, I had a provisional patent, I thought that I could go ahead and, and just sell it and... That would be the end of it um, but I'm learning um, that you know there's, there's more steps um, so my next step is to make a prototype and determine determine the uh, marketability of my product but ultimately I would like to sell my patent and um, I would or license it whatever I can do first but um, you know that's my ultimate goal is to be able to, to sell the patent
0: so, that, you know, in the beginning, as we go along with our topic, understanding sometimes the words that you use are really important. When you want to sell your patent before you've made any and sold any, you will get pennies on the dollar for what you invested in it. When you license it with the right to do a buyout, at, when the product hits its peak at about four to five years, you get more money.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, I'm learning this as I go because I kind of just jumped into it. And it looks like that that's the, you know, definitely the next step. And I didn't plan on, you know, uh, possibly, you know, making these and, and you know, trying to um, sell them to companies just to license them. But it looks like that that will probably be the route that I'm that I'm, you know, taking. But I believe in my product enough where, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever, you know, to see
0: it through. Well, you work on that prototype, and then plan on going with us to the National Hardware Show next April. I'm there, um, so that you can launch your product and show off a little bit. Uh, That's always a great place to go show and show off and launch those products. All
2: right, Randy. Hey, uh, do you have a website? I don't yet. All right. Rita? So well, you'll be you'll be able to
0: you'll be able to find her as soon as she's got um, her prototype ready for showing off. We will do some video and get that matched up and get her listed on the Inventor Lady website. Um, right. And then by then she'll probably have her own website and we'll list that as well.
2: Good. Well, Randy Butler, thank you so much and good luck to the self-heating dish rack. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Well, uh, Rita, we have to take a short break. We have got to pay some bills, right? <laughs> yeah, we sure do. When we come back, we're going to have another guest, another topic, right here on the Event America radio program. This is Event America, along with my co-host, the inventor lady herself, Rita Crompton. You stay tuned right here on the Home Improvement Broadcasting Network. Don't forget, we always stream live at the Genesis Communication Radio Network at GCNlive.com. Yahee! Me and Rita will be right back.